Hi, you guys. Welcome back to Still Figuring It Out. I'm your host, Kirsty. I'm sorry if I sound like really stuffy and like all that. I, you know, I was crying to um, one of Taylor Swift's new songs on her new album, Evermore, which I'm going to get into because, you know, Taylor, does anyone feel like, or is it just me that she's single handedly saved 2020? Like, this girl, this woman, has literally released three albums in less than two years. Like my mind cannot single-handedly process this. And the fact that she can just drop something like that at the drop of a hat and be like, surprise, I'm doing a new album less than five months after her last one. I just, I can't comprehend it, you guys. If you have not listened to this album in the last 24 hours, then please maybe not listen to this podcast or like pause it and listen to some of it and then come back because I, I have to start the show with this like I have to spill some tea on it I I love the fact that I have found such great friends who not only love Taylor Swift as much as me but know how much I love her to the point where I was on my break um on Thursday and I go to check my phone and I immediately have like so many texts and like dms on Instagram of my friends being like did you hear this look at this sending me like the whole like picture and the link to it to her page and stuff and I was like oh my god, like, this is, this is insanity, this is crazy, like, my god, Miss Swift, you cannot do this to my mental health, I can't physically take this, but also at the same time, I'm like, I needed this, and she just knows how to, I mean, obviously, she knows how to write songs, she's a fucking genius, like, come on now, and also, like, if you don't like Taylor Swift, like, that trend is over, we're not in 2016 anymore, either get on board with her, or don't because otherwise I don't want to hear it you have no reason to not like her like I'm sorry we're standing here from now on and if you're not a T-Swift stan then don't listen to my podcast especially this episode because we're going to talk about it because she so rightfully deserves it so I I like literally went um I think like CVS or Walgreens and I got an iTunes gift card just for the sole purpose of downloading her album Friday morning which I did at 6 30 in the morning and I listened to it getting ready and my god you guys it is a lyrical masterpiece it is the storytelling of my dreams as someone who is creative like myself and likes to write stories and come up with different plot lines and storylines it is so refreshing to see her kind of go back to like her Speak Now roots, her Red roots, just like all these album roots and just making the storyline her own. And uh, like the fact that she wrote these songs, it's just so amazing. And just like the music to go with it and just like everything about it is so different from what she's used to writing. And I feel like, you know, for all of us, like this year has been really tough on us. This year has been very mentally, emotionally, physically draining for us. And the fact that she found a way to delve into her creativeness instead of having this writer's block or having no creative flow or freedom to do anything. It really goes to show that you can make good things out of a hard time. You can make good things happen in shitty moments in your life. And this year clearly is one. And I'm just like, this girl has released two albums in less than half a year and the best thing I did this year creative wise was finish my thesis and that was back in May and I've yet to do any creative piece except for like my articles that I do every week which 
is maybe three to 350 words, an article, which don't get me wrong. I mean, that is good for me. I at least feel like I have the motivation and the desire to do that every week, which is nice. But she's just, she went off. And I love that for her. Like I have listened to it fully. There are definitely songs that I've already have gone back to instead of like listening to the whole album over and over. Like I'll be like, okay, I don't want to do this song. Let me go back to this one because I love it. And the ones that I seem to really like, I can't do a top three because that's too hard. So I'll try to do a top five, even though the, like the 15 songs on it are amazing. But um, my top five, and this is in no order. I'm just going down like the list of it is Champagne Problems, Tolerate It, Tis the Damn Season, Happiness, and Long Story Short. I just, they're so good. Like there are so many theories and just ways of like how these songs go together with like some of the older stuff or like their continuations of folklore and the storyline, which I totally feel like this album is such a long continuation of folklore, which is like the stories of like the girl from August you know, I feel like some of these songs are a continuation of, like, her songs with, like, illicit affairs and just so many connections that are being brought. But I also feel like some of these songs are kind of representative of her songs on other albums. Like, there was a mashup that people did on TikTok of, like, Champagne Problems and All Too Well. And my mind is blown because it's in kind of, like, the same chords. So it goes really well. And people also said that Champagne Problems is, like, the continuation of New Year's Day which I totally see. And I feel like long story short kind of sounds like holy ground a little bit with like the beats and the movement and the pace of the song. And, you know, I feel like Tis the Damn Season is also like the girl from August's affair from Illicit Affairs, the continuation of it going from the summer into the winter, even though they say that it's done by the summer. I feel like it could be a continuation of hers. These are just my theories. I'm a big T-Swift fan, and I feel like that's not a problem. So I just, I needed to talk about this. I don't care if I took up almost seven minutes of this podcast time talking about this because it was a surprise, and I literally waited (laughs) to record this on Saturday so I could have, like, a fully developed mindset of how I felt about these songs and having them go through my head a few times to listen to them. So that is my thing. Let me know what your top favorites are. Or let me know if you love the album or if you think it's better than Folklore. I honestly don't know yet. I do like the fact that this, there are a lot more upbeat songs. I love the features. Like, I love Haim. I love that song. The National is so good. Another song with Bonnie Vare. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, I consider both the albums incredible work. I kind I don't know. I couldn't pick which album I like more. I think I have to listen to Evermore more to figure that out but regardless what a great way to end 2020 you know what and I'm talking about this in this episode so I can say it I feel like Taylor Swift just like knew what I needed she said you know what you got rid of the trash of guys that you've been hanging on to for this past year and maybe more with others so I'm going to reward you with this album and I'm going to give you certain songs aka tolerate it and happiness and show you that your closure with them is done and you can write them off and be done. And I feel like she gave this to me when I was in such a better place mentally with just like my love life and just like who I am as a person. I'm just, I've never been more thankful for a person and just like this album. Like I feel like she's been able to grow 
with her fans and include newer fans so much like the fact that I'm 25 and still listening to her music and it's just maturing and developing so timelessly it's just she ages like fine wine like what can I say but that is what a great way to like end this week you guys like this week felt extremely long as per usual you know the holidays are coming up soon I have successfully done a lot of my um Christmas shopping I am was stressed out about a little bit though because I still have to get some presents for people um one of them being my friend I'm like trying to see if I want to go out today to do it because it's like shitty weather but I'm also like I might as well do it it's only like not even 12 30 when I'm recording this so I feel like I have enough time to do that which I also have like a secret Santa thing over zoom tonight at like eight um we like I think I talked about this a episode ago but like we I like this group we did it through this um website called Elfster and we got our people that we picked for and we send gifts to people on like their wish list of what they want it gets delivered to our place and we can't open it until tonight so I actually got two packages in and I know that they're going to be two of the three things that I wanted so I'm excited about that but obviously I can't open it but obviously I kind of know what it might be regardless I'm excited and it's just like such a great way to connect with people and just see people virtually face to screen so that should be really exciting so I do have some things like going on today um and I am happy to say I'm recording this actually in a new place I'm recording it in my living room right now I like have my fuzzy blanket on I put the lights on on my tree, or well, on my family and I's tree, because it's kind of dark out and gloomy, so it's, like, socially acceptable, too. I have a candle going that I brought out into here from my room, and I'm just in such cozy vibes. Like, you can hear, like, the cars going by, which I'm sorry about. I can't control that. I live on a busy street. Kind of feels like New York, even though it's not. Um, but uh, my parents, my mom's husband's daughter and her friend are away until tomorrow because it was her sweet 16 this past week and so they're going up to New Hampshire for the day well into the night today into tomorrow so that's where they're at and I kid you not you guys I'm actually really excited to just have the place to myself my mom was like oh you should like invite people over and stuff I'm like no, I don't really want to, one, because, like, you know, pandemic and stuff, not trying to do that, and two, I really want to be alone, <laughs> even though I have things going on this weekend, like, fun stuff, like, that Zoom thing, and then tomorrow, a few of my friends and I from, like, our book club, uh, which really isn't a book club anymore, it was just, like, going on, like, day trips and stuff to, like, vineyards and Salem and places in Connecticut, um, we're doing a album listening party, and we were, like, texting each other in our group chat being, like, what should we bring and stuff? And my friends were, like, we're going to bring champagne so we can pour it out and get wine and cheese words. And I'm just, like, I'll bring the tissues because I'm definitely going to be crying. And my friend's, like, don't worry. I got a box for you. You're good. I'm, like, I appreciate you. <laughs> but, yeah, it's going to be fun. I just have things to do and keep me busy, which I'm excited about. Um. So yeah, I'm just really going to be relaxing this weekend. Um, I've just been feeling stressed lately. 
which isn't ever fun, but, you know, I'm trying to just do things that are good for me, because I just, you know, I say this so many times, just if it's socially acceptable time of day to do it, take a shot for me, even if it's not, do it. I have, like, barely any alcohol in my house. I really might get someone to go out today. If You know, I am going to go out today, because why not? Even though I'm like, oh, I have the house to myself, which will never happen again for a while. Let me just stay in and relish it. But I'm like, you know what? Let me just go out because why not? I'm like, maybe I'll pick up a bottle of wine so I can listen to the album in full form again and cry. No, but I really don't have a lot of alcohol, but it'll, it'll just be a fun night by myself. Which, if you're getting the title of this, you're seeing the theme happening, which I will get into, clearly. Um, but yeah, I just have felt like every day has been monotonous. I will like come home from work. Like, my week is always set up the same, it feels like. With the difference being, like, work with my hours. But I'll literally, like, Monday through Wednesday is, like, my busier days because, especially Wednesday... So, like, Monday through Wednesday, I do, like, get home from work. I do my writing for my internships or freelancing. That's one. Wednesdays is when I plan out the episode for the podcast that I'll record in the next couple of days after that. And then I'll usually have supper with my family. And then I'll make my lunch for work the next day or plan it out for the next two days, depending on what I'm making. Sometimes I'll take a shower, depending if that's when I'm taking it. (laughs) And then I'll literally just, like, watch YouTube I've been watching Vlogmas, if you guys know what that is. It's when, like, people on YouTube vlog every day up until Christmas. I've been watching, like, three people heavily. I've been watching Brooke Michios, Danielle Carolyn, and Katie Bilotti's. And I love their content, especially Katie's. I love Katie Bilotti's content so much. Like, I'm so glad that she's doing Vlogmas again because she hasn't been on YouTube that much. So I'm really happy that she's doing it again this year so it's really fun but yeah I've been catching up doing that at night because I don't have time to do it during the day and sometimes it's like altogether it's like an hour like 45 minutes to an hour of just like watching that and then I try to read like a chapter in my book that I'm currently reading that I'm doing for this end of the month's um, book club thing that I do so I'm hoping I'll finish that today actually because I don't have that many pages left and I have no excuse not to um, so I'm hoping I'll finish it. I'm giving myself to the weekend to finish it so I can start a new book that I just got, even though I have two other books and possibly another book um, <laughs> to do. There's a lot of books to read, but I'm excited about that because I'd rather have a lot of books to read than like not have anything to read. So, but yeah, and then during the week, I always hang out with my friend, my best friend. We usually hang out on Thursdays and lately for like this month, like what we did similar to October is we watched like movies related to like the holiday so, like, this month we've been watching Christmas movies, and we, and we try to make, like, festive drinks and stuff, which is always fun, but we had watched The Grinch, and I think we watched, like, I don't know what it's called, but it has, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. I think it's called Jingle All the Way. I don't know if I'm correct or not, but they made a second one, and it was not the best movie at all, but it was still fun. I think next week we're um my friend was like I'll get us like the gingerbread houses to make and I'm like I'll supply the alcohol this time so we're gonna make like hot chocolate with Bailey's rum and I might get like some candy canes to put in it so that should be fun to do so just like trying to do things like that to keep up with has always just been fun for me to do 
but yeah, I mean, I didn't really, I mean, what did I do last weekend? Um, last weekend I hung out with my friend on Saturday. We went to the Bath and Body Works candle sale and we went to the vineyard and I went to like Barnes and Nobles and it was just like such a fun day, even though it was like a fucking monsoon outside. Oh my God, you guys, it was terrible outside. Like it started snowing at one point and it was windy. It was such a bad day to go out, but it was so fun. Like I didn't know how much I needed just like a fun day out with a friend and so long. Like it really does do so much wonders to your mental health. I'm not saying it completely cures you because I clearly have had days that have been worse than better, especially lately. But it's really nice to just have a little different routine every once in a while. And I was really, really thankful for that. Um, my friend from work got her dog last Sunday. She got a corgi from like a litter. She found out about it in October, so she finally got it. His name is Finn. Long name is Finley. I'm very excited. She sent me lots of pictures and videos of him. He's adorable. If you guys don't know, corgis are my favorite dogs. And I love them so, so, so much. I've been obsessed with them for like a few years. So I'm very happy about that. Um, it's been really great. Um, and yeah, I just have really just been doing my thing lately. Um, it's been really nice to just be keeping busy and doing fun things sometimes with friends because it really like I don't I mean I talked about this in a episode a long time ago when I first started this podcast you know like talking about like my mental health and you know stuff that I've dealt with over the past five years at least um and honestly spending time with friends like I think we have all certain coping mechanisms of how we deal with our mental health some people like to not be around a lot of people when stuff's like that or some people love to be around people when you're feeling that way and for me I kind of go off and on but if I'm having just like an especially hard day I find it's better for me when I'm surrounded by people instead because it makes it used to make me feel like I was such a burden to people when I was like that but now I just feel a little bit better when I'm around people, um, you know, because sometimes we can just like go off and on about things and talk about, or sometimes I'll just be like, you know, I'm going through this, but they, at some points they, you know, they understand, but it's not like I want to talk about it and they respect that. So we'll just do something else, like watch a movie or do something to not like distract it, but deal with it better. If that makes any sense. I just, It's just things like that that I really need. And I don't know if this is making any sense, but spending time with my friends, like doing things like hanging out with my best friend once a week or doing fun things like maybe every other weekend or so to be around people. It's, I feel like it's important for me for my mental health. And I know everyone's different about it, but it's just been really nice. But then I have times when I just want to be alone and that's kind of how 
I'm going to go into this topic. Um, if you can see from the title, it's called Just Because I'm Alone Doesn't Mean That I'm Lonely. And this topic came to be when I kind of just started to realize that I have never spent a long time being alone. And when I mean that, I mean spending time not being with a significant other. Even if it's just dating, even if it's a relationship, even if it's just like a talking stage, I have not been by myself in what feels like at least over two years. Um, And, you know, I'm going to be completely honest about my dating life recently and even this year. Um, It's been pretty shit. Um, It's been making me feel like I'm unworthy. It makes me feel like I've been settling for something because I'm so afraid of not being by myself, that I will settle for whatever comes to me, even if I don't realize at the point that it's bad, or even if I know that it's bad, I'm still going to accept it because I think that that's all I have. And I had written and I talked about it and read it on here, um, an article that I wrote called Am I Settling? And it's funny how I wrote that like three months ago. And I'm someone who, when I write something. Sometimes I'm not doing it for myself at that time. I'm doing it for maybe someone who needs to hear it. And then I'll read it back and I'll think to myself, why didn't I just believe that when I was writing it? And it took me this long to see it. And I'm just, I'm just so sick of feeling like nothing to somebody. Or I feel like I And just passing by in somebody's life and they're not taking me seriously. Uh, You know, sometimes I think I'm like, no wonder I relate to all these Taylor Swift songs that are just hurtful and bad. Like, you know, (laughs) talking about Taylor Swift again, it's relevant to everything. Don't at me. But um, Folklore, the two songs that I listened to the most was August and Illicit Affairs. And the one that made me ball my eyes out at seven in the morning was the one. Like, those songs are top tier for me. And then even on Evermore, the ones that made me ball my eyes out the most were Happiness and Tolerate It. And Tis the Damn Season is completely relevant to me right now. And I just, I think to myself, and I'm like, is that all I'm good for? Like, am I ever going to get to that place in my life or that point in my life when I can start listening to the happier love songs? You know, I said to myself in a tweet, I was like, you know, long story short is going to be my redemption love song. But instead of forcing it on me, I'm going to let it come to me organically. I'm going to let it take its time to get to me because I am so sick of wasting my time on people. I'm so sick of spending my nights on a dating app or multiple dating apps to swipe through people to get a match. And to not want to respond to that person or have them respond to you and not want to do anything or you respond to them, depending on like what app you're on, and them taking forever to reciprocate only for it to be a dry as fuck conversation that's going to get nowhere. And you get your hopes up and then you start imagining these theories and these situations and scenarios of where something could work out with this person that you don't have no fucking clue who they are, but you just get these thoughts in your head because that's who I am. And I over stuff to the point where it's just 
unreal and it's imaginative. And I'm sick of getting my hopes up. I'm sick of putting these people on such high pedestals when I can't reach them, but I'm the one who put them there in the first place. And they're not going to fall because I put them up there for a reason. And now they're there to believe that that's how great of a person they are when they're actually really shit. And I'm honestly rambling, you guys. I have like my notebook sprawled out with like everything I was going to write about, like a full two pages of stuff. But this topic has just been such on my mind for almost a month lately. And I just thought it was pretty, I thought it was pretty relevant for like this time because, you know, with things happening now with COVID and stuff, a lot of people are stuck at home or they're stuck in their apartments and they haven't been in contact with family or friends or literally anybody for a long time. And, you know, I'm very blessed and grateful that I live with my family, um, you know, and I understand that privilege that I have right now to be here, not by myself. You know, I, I brag about saying like, how oh, I'm so happy to like be by myself and not be around them and stuff. And, you know, that's good. But, you know, I don't mean it like fully like that. You know, I'm happy to have other people around me. And, you know, it makes me really feel for the people that don't have it like that right now. And especially during the holidays, that's the last thing you want is to be alone or to be by yourself, whether it's meant to or not meant to. It just, it's a terrible feeling. And, you know, maybe you're going through a breakup right now and you're by yourself and you don't have anyone to be able to come over because it's just such a bad time and you only have people to talk to, but that only does so much over the phone or over FaceTime or Zoom. You know, it's not the real thing you're feeling. Sometimes you just need a hug or a good cry to somebody face to face and it's hard. And, you know, I brought up this topic because I have been feeling like even in the people that I've been dating that I just feel myself not wanting to be around those people or not wanting to be in that situation. And I think it took getting rejected by somebody. I have an article that I'm going to read too, like a post that I had wrote about that's probably going to be a repeat of everything I'm saying, but I just feel like it gets it right in a way that isn't rambling. So I will read that at the very end. So it's not like word vomit all over again. So you can totally pass it if you want to, but I'm kind of getting it from what I wrote. So bear with me. Um, I haven't slept with my ex since since September I want to say or October it's been over two months I will say happily say um I've not reached out to him I deleted the messages off Instagram so I'm not tempted to reach out to him or respond to him and it feels good it feels good to know that I can start to move forward on that because you know obviously this whole year I've been sleeping with him and I think it just something came to me I mean I know what it was I went on two dates with this guy we talked about this already about in the podcast episode he don't want me and that's fine um (laughs) when I did this guy rejected me after the second date and I cried because I now knew what it felt to be the one rejected and it hadn't happened to me since my last ex two years ago 
and it still hurt just as much as going on two dates with a guy versus 15 months with a guy. Rejection sucks. And it makes you feel unworthy. It makes you feel unaccepted. It makes you feel all these shitty feelings. And I think it took that in me to tell myself, why am I upset over someone who doesn't want me? Why am I upset about that? Okay, this person didn't want me. But you know what? That's fine. This person is saving me so much fucking time for me to not have to figure out in the long run. At the end of the day, this person didn't want me. So why am I going to cry over someone who didn't want me when I can focus my attention on myself? I can focus my attention on somebody else down the road instead of feeling this overwhelming need to be sad over someone who probably doesn't give a shit or care about me or my feelings who's probably already moved on, who's probably already busy with other stuff instead of this unlasting relationship timeline that we had. And I've started to get this kind of mindset in me that's like, okay, these people don't want me. These people don't see me as a relationship. They only see me as X, Y, and Z. So why am I even giving them that part of me to begin with? Why am I settling for people who only want the bare minimum when I would do anything to give them everything, but they can barely do X, Y, and Z for me. It's just, it's something I've realized, especially this past year, like, yes, this year sucked, but it has opened my eyes to so many things and it has given me so many harsh lessons and truths that I needed to finally open my eyes and see because I was living in such a rose-colored lens that once I allowed them to break, I saw the world and my life so much clearer than when I was hiding behind it. And I could be sad that things didn't work out with people that I wanted them to. And the thing is, is that when you try so hard to let things happen, that's not natural it just ends up being a shit show and breaking apart in the end. So really, you're just doing extra work for yourself that it's not worth. It's not worth it. And I know it sucks to hear that. Believe me, I know it does. But once you realize that putting in the effort that isn't necessary and just letting it go, it's brings you to such a better place of contentment. And You know, I could sit here and be sad about things that didn't work out or the people that I wanted to be with so bad that I would do anything for. But then I think of the fact that there will be someone out there one day, instead of me trying to find it and beg myself to do it, there will be someone down the road the day, one day that'll make it easier and it won't be forced and it won't be, you know, this big to do or this crazy thing or whatever it'll just be natural and I'll say to myself that that's how it's supposed to be it's not supposed to be someone that only wants to see you sometimes not supposed to be someone who only wants to sleep with you it's not supposed to be someone that doesn't respond to you or ghosts you or any of that shit it'll be right and you know I once that happened to me with the rejection I decided that night that I was gonna do things for myself. So I deleted all my dating apps. It's been over a month and I haven't felt the need or desire to go back on them. And it's so funny because I was watching Vlogmases and a couple of people that I know have done the same thing too. So it's kind of cool. I've just deleted my apps. I don't know when I'm going to put them back on. 
I don't feel the need to do it right now. You know, maybe next year will be different and maybe January 1st, I'll re-download them. I don't know. I'm not giving myself a timeline. I'm not giving myself an exact day to do it again. I'm just truly just taking the time to do things for myself. And it feels, it doesn't feel selfish. I think when people say that, people are like, oh, like that's such a weird concept or stupid. I'm like, no, it's not because we're conditioned to feel like we have to do things for so many other people. And then we just forget along the way about ourselves. And I don't think that's selfish in any way, shape or form at all. I think it's a beautiful feeling. I think it's necessary. Um... And I don't have any regrets about it. I think I need this in my time right now. This is what's best for me. And this is what I feel is the proper thing for me to do. And I don't feel bad about it. Because I have no reason to. Um, you know, people have this big stigma on being alone versus being lonely. And people think, oh, like you know, you're by yourself all the time, like, oh, wouldn't it be better if you were doing it with someone else, or, you know, you're making all these memories yourself, but wouldn't you like to have someone along the way with you, and, you know, yeah, sometimes I wish that, sometimes I wish I had someone to call up or text or tell them about something cool that happened to me, but then I'm like, I have my friends for that, I have my family for that right now, and I don't feel like I need somebody to make these memories with that aren't going to last and that's the one thing I hate about when something ends is that you made all these memories with someone that yeah they're good but at the same time you have to relive those memories and maybe it was such good ones that you loved but then it's with the person that is no longer in your life anymore and you know I think right now I'd rather make memories of my own and not share them with somebody Maybe that seems selfish or ridiculous, but do with that information that you will. Because I don't want to do that. I don't want to make memories with a temporary person. I want them to be with someone that I know is going to last so that I don't have to keep dog tagging sorry memories or putting a pin or paperclip around them so I don't feel the need to tear open the pages anymore and I have to put them in the back of my mind instead of being happy to look back at them because I know it's with that person um you know people feel like we're conditioned to feel like we can't be alone because society has told us from so long ago that we have to be with somebody. We have to be fulfilled with somebody. We have to put all our love and attention to somebody else. And that sounds so cynical, and I'm not trying to be cynical in the least. This is just how I process and do things and see things. And I gave into that idea for so long. Like after that bad breakup with my ex, I became such a serial dater and I dated people so many people for a full year, full almost two years. I I dated at least five or six people in the year that my ex and I broke up. I was not alone for pretty much any month. Whether I was physically dating the person or just texting a person or talking with somebody like that, I was with somebody and I thought I could find that fulfillment in somebody else because I was so afraid of being by myself at that time because I didn't know how to 
be by myself because I put so much of me into somebody that I lost who I was in the process and I didn't know how to get it back and I didn't think I could get it back because I honestly thought I lost so much of myself by putting more into that person than I did me and it took pretty much two years it took a while for me to realize that I had it in me all along I was just too afraid to admit it that I didn't need somebody, that I didn't need to feel fulfilled by someone who I would eventually forget about and be scared to continue anything because I didn't know how to make it work. And I thought that by dating people, I could forget all the bad that happened. When in reality, it just made things a lot worse, trying to feel like everything was okay. And there were no problems with anything. But In the long run, it just destroyed me more by trying to find love again through other people instead of learning to love myself first. And I have started to do it this year, and it feels really great, even if it took (laughs) the end of this shitty year for me to finally do it. It feels nice. It feels like coming down the home stretch and finally seeing the light out of such dark times. It looks really good. Even if it's just a flicker, it feels really good to finally see it and start appreciating it for what it is. But yeah, I just, I'm just so sick of people feeling the need to comment on other people's lives and being like, oh, like, you know, why don't you have a boyfriend or why aren't you dating or why did you, didn't you give this person a chance or why this and that? And it's just, It's exhausting to answer questions that are just going to keep coming around. And you can give the same answer that you give for every single one, but they still won't believe you or they still won't feel like you're telling the truth. And I can sit here until I'm blue in the face when I just tell people that I'm happy being by myself right now. And I don't feel lonely. I don't because I have so much in my life right now that I'm working on with myself. I have incredible friends in my life that I haven't had in so long that I've spent so long making and developing and cherishing. And those are the memories that I can look back on and think, this is what I love. This is what I want to see. This is what has made me into the person I am right now. And I love it. I love this version of myself because I did it myself. There was no one else telling me who to be, what to wear, how to act, who to be around. And it's nice that I don't have to conform to someone's idea of who I should be when I can figure it out myself. It's freeing. It's fucking freeing. And so if anyone asks you any of these questions... First of all, it's none of their business. Second of all, you are not entitled or obligated to answer someone's questions that you don't feel the need to answer. And if they're so concerned about your life, then that's their problem because maybe something in their life isn't as fulfilling. So they feel the need to comment on yours because maybe they like yours better or they're more concerned about it because they're too afraid to establish what's going on in their life. And, you know, when I talked about, you know, serial dating, 
I always had felt like I wasn't ever comfortable being by myself. And I always had this fear of (laughs) never finding someone while also having this unhealthy desire to compare myself to everyone else's lives, especially like love interests. Um, I have done an episode about comparing myself to others. You know, it's really, it is really hard. I hate to be bitter about stuff, but it's really hard to see people you know, getting married or getting engaged or celebrating another milestone with their significant other or having a child with them. And it just, it makes me feel sometimes like I miss that mark in my life that everyone picked up on, you know, like everyone picked up writing at a certain age or math at a certain age. And I haven't picked up love or the next stage of my life yet. Or maybe it's just slowly developing and I'm just taking more time to cook. Um, that was a weird metaphor. <laughs> I'm taking a little bit more time to develop it. You know, I don't know what life has in plan for me. And I always used to say that I was such a big planner on things, but I've just recently, you know, especially with this year, I haven't really wanted to figure out what my plan is because I guess I've kind of started to like the unknown the unknowing, because clearly we can't predict what our lives are going to be like. I can't tell you what my life is going to be like this time next year. Um, Maybe it'll be exactly the same. Maybe it'll be completely different, but I can't predict that as much as I want to, or as much as I thought I could. And right now, the way I am at this moment, single and happy, I like this. I like this for me. And I think I need to spend some time doing this for me because I haven't done it in a while. I think this was just such a sign for me to do this. So I guess I'm happy about the way that it's all come around full circle, even if it kind of (laughs) sucks. But regardless, um, I don't know, I think like the biggest thing I've realized coming through all this, sort of reflecting, on how being alone has made me feel, I guess the biggest thing I've learned is that I have more time to do things that I like. I have more time to focus on myself. If I want to be in bed by eight, I can do that. If I want to, you know, just spend time with my friends, I can do that without feeling the need or feeling like I have to cancel plans with them to be with someone else or have to balance this sort of life. Um, If I want to just spend a day by myself, I can do that. You know, it's sort of like you're dating yourself right now. You're getting to know this new person, this new version of yourself who went through the ringer to get where you are today. And it's just kind of like you're reintroducing yourself to who you are. And I really like that. I really like that concept. You know, you're saying hello to who you've wanted to be for so long and goodbye to that person that was holding you back because she felt the need to please others and be with people who weren't good for her or them. Um, And I just want you to know if you're in this situation right now or you're kind of on this like balance between should I keep this person or should I be without them? I think you kind of have to not listen to what other people are saying And you have to just take the time to maybe reevaluate 
where you stand with this person or how you see this relationship or dating or talking stage unfolding. You know, it took me basically this whole year um, to realize that what I had with this person wasn't going anywhere. And when you're the one reaching out to them all the time and making plans and them saying they can't, or when you're the one who always wants to talk to them and you feel like you're being annoying, you shouldn't be feeling annoying about talking to somebody. It should just be okay. But when we have this preconceived notion that we've always felt this way to people because we feel annoying for having needs, it's not annoying. It's normal. It's okay. Um, If they make you feel like shit, then they're not it. Like, I'm sorry, but that's not how it should be. Um, I'm learning to just re-love myself and I'm learning to appreciate what I have right now in my life and not what I don't have that I'm not grateful for. I am taking it one day at a time because that's all I can do. I wake up grateful and maybe this sounds so constructed and thought out, but that's just that's just how it is. And I'm happy right now. And I couldn't say that at the beginning of this year or even in the summertime or even a few months ago. So that's nice. So I thought I would end this episode with reading my article, which will probably talk about everything that I've talked about so far. But I just think that when I... There's a difference of when I just say things out loud versus when I'm reading it, and you'll know because it's more constructed and I thought about it, but I thought I could read this for anyone who maybe needs to hear it better for themselves. So here's the article. It is titled the same as my podcast episode. Just because I'm alone doesn't mean I'm lonely. I used to have this ongoing fear in the back of my mind that I would die alone, that no one would ever want to stay with me that long. The famous words said in every couple's vows when they get married, till death do us part. For me, I've always seen my relationships as having an expiration date. Some stays longer than anticipated, only to become sour milk at the end of it all. Others, I knew right away that it wouldn't work, not even giving it a chance to go bad. Then there are some that still stick around, even when you know you should get rid of them. But something about it makes you hold on, even though it would be better to throw them away and move on. I guess I've just never been good at being by myself. When I went through a bad breakup a couple of years ago, my perception on everything related to love changed. I saw myself as damaged goods that people only wanted to play around with for a bit and then go on to someone better, more intact. I told myself that there was something wrong with me for not making the relationship last and that I didn't deserve to find something great or even close to what I had thought was already perfect in my mind. I became a serial dater after that, constantly feeling the need to be with someone because after having that experience for such a long time and having it easily taken away from me without any warning, I thought I couldn't go on without that familiarity. And it worked for a little bit. But then I just kept the same pattern of flipping through guys faster than I would the pages of a book. Unfortunately, they all had the same ending. 
In all honesty, I never gave any guys I dated a chance because I put my ex on such a high pedestal that none of them would be able to reach. And I know now that that wasn't fair because it allowed me to self-sabotage not only every chance of something possibly going good, but I ended up hurting myself more because of it. I think when you go through such a rough breakup, it makes it hard for you to want to see that silver lining, to think that there's something positive that can come out of such a terrible circumstance. For me, I didn't give myself the chance to do that, to fully heal. I leaned on strangers with trusting eyes to comfort me, and when I got what I thought I needed, I left. I've spent the past two years trying to fill the void of a person who once made up my entire world by trying to find something else. But that's the problem right there. I didn't know how to be by myself, to be completely and truly alone. I didn't know what I would what it would take for me to realize I needed that. But then that silver lining happened. I got rejected by someone after the second date. Yeah, I cried. But it also changed me in a way for the better. And I have to say, even though it's been just an embarrassing one, one week of it, I know that this is what I need. I don't feel the need to reach out to someone from my past only to have those recurring memories flood my mind. I know now that it's wasted time on someone who doesn't deserve it anymore. I don't want to beg for attention towards someone who can't reciprocate even a quarter of what I'm willing to give. I don't want to spend my nights laying on my bed swiping through a bunch of people when I can spend that time focusing on myself right now and my passions. I've come to realize the difference between being alone instead of being lonely. When I'm alone, I'm able to reconnect with myself, a person I didn't know even existed until I stopped and appreciated myself for all that I am. I'm able to have the power to know that any time I can change the way things are, and if I want to date, then I can. But none of this gives me the utter sadness I felt in my heart two years ago. It's a different feeling. Freeing. I won't lie and say there aren't times when I want to revert, to text that ex, download those dating apps again, or feel sad that everyone in my life, and even on my social media, knows how to get love right except for me. But I know that this is what I need right now. And maybe it'll last for a little bit, or maybe it'll last for a while. At the end of the day, though, I did this for me. And I may be alone right now, but the last thing I feel is lonely. So that is it for this episode, you guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. I hope you enjoyed my rambling and long talks on Evermore. I'll probably have new songs or my top five will change sporadically, but yeah, I am probably going to spend the rest of my day maybe going out. Um, I don't know. I'm like so comfortable right now, but I'm just like, I dressed for the day. Like I'm not in pajamas right now. I'm in an outfit. So I feel like that's a need for me to go out, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode and have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you all again next week. Bye, you guys.